Consider his doings, basically what he does. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord. See, here's the difference. The the wicked, the evil got judged. They got rebuked. They got knocked down by God. But the righteous, they stand as a strong testament to who God is. They Even when the storm comes, they still stand. Having done all, stand. That's what God says in his word. When you've done everything you can do, just stand. That's the whole point of battle. But Lord, aren't I supposed to fight? Just stand. Having done all, stand there with your loins girt about with truth. Hold the line. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this timely message from Pastor Shane titled, God, Warrior, Protector, Provider. Charles Spurgeon once said, We have all things and abound, not because I have a good store of money in the bank, not because I have skill and wit with which to win my bread, but because the Lord is my shepherd. Join us today as Pastor Shane brings the truth of God's living word, conveying the goodness and trustworthy character of God. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. God, warrior, protector, and what else? Provider. And go through, hear my voice. Now, anytime I look at the Psalms, and what we're doing on Wednesdays, I'm, I'm going to keep going through the Psalms. It's going to take probably a few years because it is such an important book of the Bible. It's where David and many others poured out their heart. And, they're, they're, and we can relate to that, pouring out their heart. And, and they went through struggles and, and difficulties and their enemies coming after. And they have it harder than we do many times. And if they can get through life, we can get through life. So number one, it's an encouragement for me. Number two, and I have to remind myself of this a lot, and it's really important, is that God's Word is actually living. It's active. The Bible says it's living and it's active. What does that mean? It speaks to us now. It gives insight now. And when we think of this is the words of the living God, that will really spice up your reading life. It's not just a good book. God can actually speak to you profoundly and specifically, and it nourishes your soul at the same time. And now when you open the Word, it takes on a little bit different meaning than the next bestseller on your bookshelf. This one is dead. This one is living. Big difference. So he's saying here, hear my voice. (laughs) Do you ever feel like that? God, please hear my voice. Oh God, in my meditation. So he's reminding us the importance of meditation. I talked about that last Wednesday. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly and sit in the path of sinners and all those things. But he meditates day and night on the word of God. And here's why that is so important. We're either, we're meditating on something, aren't we? Have you ever just not thought about anything? If so, tell me how you did that. Because it never goes blank up here. 
It's either, it's either thinking about, you know, I think about different things than you do. I think about the chairs and the pews and right. And, and not everyone was a fan of that and trying to talk to them and navigate those waters. And, and also, um, what's for dinner later tonight? Maybe some of you are thinking or issues with the kids tomorrow. Or, I mean, we're meditating on something, but it's very healthy to meditate on God's word. What you do is you, I bring it into certain situations. You know, I'm getting worked up a little bit. A slow answer turns away wrath. Or, you know what, I don't want to open up that can of, door, can of worms. Um, just recently, I hope they don't listen. It's very unlikely they do. But uh, a neighbor moved in across the street, and he's got a very, very loud new Mustang. And they really want you to know how loud and powerful it is. I know it's under the hood. You don't have to remind me. It, and he leaves for work at 445. And yesterday, I hear it coming down. It's his friend. He comes down. We're on a cul-de-sac. He hits that cul-de-sac and just turns and wah, wah, like right in front of my house. I'm tempted to walk down there, but Lord, what, how's that going to go? You know, and so meditating on God's word, not wanting to get that last word in or what's going on in the news. Lord, you're, you're on the throne. You are in control. I don't know what's going on in Colorado or anywhere else. Some of you will get that, some of you won't. But Lord, you know what's going on. And you're meditating, you're, 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 cause where your mind goes, your feet often follow. You don't get in trouble. And you're, well, actually, you get in trouble when it's first thought up here. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. My, my thoughts become words, my words become actions, my actions form habits, and my habits shape my character and my destiny. And what are we meditating on? It's so important. That's why the more you're in God's Word, you're meditating on God's Word. And you're memorizing God's Word. And a lot of times when I'm preaching, it just, it just comes out from the time I spent in God's Word. Meditating on that. And that's what he's saying here. Hear my voice, oh God, in my meditation. I'm going to be meditating on, on your Word. I'm going to be praying as well. Preserve my life. Preserve me, God, from fear of the enemy. And these guys were under severe attack. I don't know if you've had anybody hunting you down lately and going to take you out, but that's what was happening here. So he's asking God to hear and to preserve and then also hide me. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked. I don't pray exactly that, but I pray something similar. Lord, keep, keep evil away from me in this church. Because there's so many things being worked on in secret that we don't even know about. Possibly against us or family members. Uh, Not all employees are happy that you're a Christian at your workplace. If you haven't figured that out yet. Especially if you're a teacher. And plotting in different things. Uh, The Colorado Supreme Court system was plotting for a while, right? That's what he's talking about. That hide me from these secret plots of the wicked that God knows about. Thank God God knows about it. And I don't believe the enemy knows future plans. I don't think he's, he's omniscient, omnowing, or the omnipresent, omniscient, uh, the, you know, all knowing, all powerful. He's not. And so God knows what they're planning and he can stop them before they're even planned and carried out. And I pray that, Lord, have no evil or wickedness even get over that little hill. Don't, don't, don't even let it get here. He knows. He could give somebody a flat tire and they not show up. 
and then from the rebellion. So he's saying, hide me from the secret plots and from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Basically, people who work iniquity, work sin, they are in rebellion against God. Lord, keep me away from them. And they sharpen their tongue like a sword. They're, 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 you know the tongue. <laughs> that unruly thing. The Bible talks about it, James. It's, a, it's like, like even a little rudder on a ship can turn a massive ship. And our tongue can set things on fire with our words. Do you ever get in trouble by your words? And the, but they have these, these enemies. They have a sharp, sharp tongue like a sword and they bend their bows to shoot their arrows. So he's giving the picture that, that he's actually not physical arrows, although that is going to happen with the enemy, but the, the, the words, the bitter words are like arrows that hit the heart. I mean, even some of us tough Christians with thick skin, we, we, we can't, we don't want to always be attacked by words. I mean, you can, you know, hey, get off, you know, water off a duck's back and roll with the punches and okay. But, but at some point it gets a little frustrating. The bitter words and they and people and they're shooting at you. And that's what it, that's why he says like a bow that, that pulls back and it shoots the arrow. That's what words do. And the, that's why it's called the fiery darts of the enemy as well. Words carry weight. Now, parents, remember that with your kids or your grandchildren. Or if you're not yet parents, your words will carry a lot of weight. There's a lot of pain in this room. There's a lot of pain of people listening because of things that were said to them at a young age. I dealt with that. Many of you, I'm sure, dealt with that as well. Words. Words can either build up or they can break down. And he says that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and they don't even fear. They don't even care about their evil. That's what we see today. There was a, there was a time in history where people actually kind of feared God and they feared authority. They feared the police department. Now all of that is being eroded. There's no fear of God in this place. And without a lack of fear of God or a fear of a respect of authority, all kinds of hell breaks loose. And then verse 5, they encourage themselves in an evil matter. In other words, they, 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 they uh, encourage one another to do evil. They encourage one another to do sin. You see that mainly in young adults. They will encourage each other. The strong leader can either encourage them away from sin or into sin. So they're encouraging themselves. Let's, let's do this evil thing. They talk of laying snares secretly. How many of you know what a snare is? Not too many. Any hunters out there? And that's what the snare is something that they would put in the ground to catch an animal. And usually when it got caught, there's, it couldn't go. It was tied to something and it would, it would die there. And that it was a snare. And so he's giving that picture here that that's what evil does. They try to snare you secretly. They try to, um, hide and, and set up traps for you. They say, who will see them? Nobody's going to see my secret snares. Nobody's going to see how I'm coming after this person. But that's why at the beginning he said, and what I love, but God, you see. God, you see the works, workers of iniquity. You see how they're coming against me. So, against me. So you put up a barrier, Lord. You stop them. And this is really what Psalms is, is a prayer. A lot of these Psalms are prayers. 
We're getting, we're getting to see the prayer life of David. We're getting to see the prayer life of some of these writers of the Bible. Prayers that were answered. And they devise iniquity. They devise sin. We have perf- perfected a very shrewd scheme. In other words, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. Both the inward thought, what man is thinking, and the heart of man are deep. And then verse 7, But God, you shall shoot at them with an arrow. See, I like that. They're shooting at me. God's going to shoot back. And when he shoots back, he doesn't miss. Let me tell you about the God who doesn't miss. He's the God that hits straight on. He can, he, he can take somebody out. He can shoot them. Get rid of that evil. Did you see that video that's viral of that? Uh, was it, is it the Turkish ambassador from, from, from Turkey? He's, he is, he is condemning Israel and praising Allah. And then he dies of a heart attack right there, right there on the, you can, you can see that he just falls down. Oh, that's just a coincidence. Uh, okay. You can believe that, but God doesn't mess around. I've seen him before too. I mean, there's, there's tons of testimonies of, of just where he'll stop evil. He'll stop the plans. He'll thwart the plans of the enemy. God will protect you. Somebody I, I kind of know, he's an acquaintance of mine. He's been on my podcast. I've been on his. You probably follow Victor Marks. I don't know if you ever follow him. But um, he was talking, it looked like two weeks when he went to, to, to uh, he's, he's saving girls from trafficking. And he showed they had balli- the ballistics, I think they call it, of the strings of where they, the, the three bullets went and just missed his head. He was into a, he was in a mobile home and, and getting the, he was going to take the guy out, I think. And the guy shot back three shots and just missed him on each side. God is in control. Doesn't mean we're always protected. Doesn't mean we don't go through challenging situations. Doesn't mean we don't die. But it does mean that God will have the final say. So he will make, I'm getting excited. I don't know about you guys, but man, I just, I, I just get excited when we think about how awesome God, he doesn't play games. He doesn't miss. He doesn't, he doesn't, oh, I'm a, I almost hit that, that mark. It's not like horseshoes and nuclear bombs where you can be kind of close. God is spot on. Sin means missing the mark. God always hits the mark. That's the difference. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. Finally, Finally, these guys get wounded. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. You'll see this now in the news and different political parties. They're, they, they, they're eating their own. They're, they're, getting, they're getting backed into a corner. They can't, they can't answer the truth. They get in trouble by their own tongue. All who see them will flee away. In other words, they're seeing how God judges them and, and they run. When God begins to judge and, and God begins to show himself strong, it brings fear, the right kind of fear among people. All men shall fear because they see God working and they shall declare the work of God for they shall wisely consider his doings, basically what he does. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord. See, here's the difference. 
the, the wicked, the evil got judged. They got rebuked. They got knocked down by God. But the righteous, they stand as a strong testament to who God is. They Even when the storm comes, they still stand. Having done all, stand. That's what God says in His Word. When you've done everything you can do, just stand. That's the whole point of battle. But Lord, aren't I supposed to fight? Just stand. Having done all, stand there with your loins girt about with truth. Hold the line. Stand. Don't fall back. And so the righteous are glad in the Lord and they trust in Him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. That word glory is, is, is a word in, in the Hebrew here. I believe like a, it's a weight, weighty. There's this, there's this weight about righteousness. It's not, it's not looking like an angel in glory and we look, we worship you. It's, a, it's the weight of what God has done. And then verse 11. We can go to verse 11 and continue. Oh, is that it? That's a short psalm. Where's the next one? I'm still ready to go. Psalm 65. Oh, yeah, okay. Key takeaways. Key takeaways from what we just read. Thanks, Sarah. She's on it. I'm not. Hear my voice. Here's what we can take away. It's okay to ask God to hear my voice. Hear my voice. It's a pleading it's a, it's a petitioning to God. It's asking God, please hear my voice. We do this with people. You look at your spouse, you look at them, you say, listen, listen to me or your kids. Don't you? I go sometimes. I grab my teenager. Listen, li- no, look at me. Listen. And it's the same kind of thing. It's it because it, 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 it means there's gravity. It means the situation is serious. It means this is important. God, hear my voice. So maybe you can begin tonight or even tomorrow morning and say, preserve my life. Preserve my life. God, preserve me. Hide me from secret plots of the enemy. That can be your prayer life tomorrow morning. Lord, hear me. Preserve me. Hide me from the secret plots of the enemy. The secret of the evil behind the scenes. Because we don't know what's going to go on this year. This year is going to be pretty interesting, I think. And, but God can protect us. And I, I, see, here's the thing. I, I know He protects and, um, His sovereignty and things like that. But there is something dynamic that takes place when we actually pray and petition God and intercede. It's, it's like prayer is, is raised up to a whole new level. It's like, if you don't ask, you don't receive. So Lord, protect us, protect us. And then Psalm 65, praise is awaiting you, O God, in Zion. So praise is awaiting you, O God. In other words, I'm going to praise you, God. And Zion was when they would get to the temple, they would get to the holy place. And to you, the vow shall be performed. Whatever they vowed, it will happen. And that's a good reminder to us today, what Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. The New Testament doesn't really encourage making a vow to God and vowing this and vow. But let your yes be yes and your no be no. Oh, you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Lord, my sins, my iniquities prevail against me as for all my transgressions, but you will provide atonement for them. Even the Psalms was thinking about Jesus. And there's a lot of, of references to Jesus in the Bible we should go through sometime. But back then, remember, how would they cover the sins of the people? 
How, how, were, how were your sins covered in the Old Testament? They would shed the blood of bulls and goats and rams, and, and this blood would provide a temporary covering of the sin. So there's always the blood, always the blood, never enough. It's never going to be satisfied. It was a temporary foreshadowing of what was to come with Christ. The final sacrifice, blessed is that man whom you choose Blessed is the man you choose and cause to, and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. There's another verse, dwell in your courts. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and who has not lifted up his soul to an idol. It is possible not to go into the courts of heaven now, but you can experience God in more profound and powerful ways than the normal Christian. If you seek him, you find him. Who may ascend into my, my holy hill and, and have my presence there? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, and he's not sworn to an idol, but he loves me. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. Then verse five, be, by awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us. Oh, God of our salvation, basically saying God is going to answer us by righteous deeds. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far and far off seas. Basically, he's just reminding himself. He's not reminding God. He's reminding himself how awesome God is. You establish the mountains by your strength, being clothed with power. You who still the noises of the sea, God can make the seas calm. And the tumult of the people, that word is, is like a, is like a tumult is, is confusion. It's like an uproar of the people. God can calm all of that. They also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and the evenings rejoice. He's basically pondering and, and taking all this in. Then verse nine. You visit the earth and water it. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever, have you ever studied that, that cycle of how the earth gets water? I mean, that, that in and of itself shows there's some design here, you know. Let's see. It's this evaporation from the ocean goes up into the, the clouds and, and the clouds kind of come over to where we're at. And then they go, they go over and then they go into Big Bear and Arrowhead and up towards Mammoth Lakes. And tons of snow, hopefully more again this year. And then that snow melts and provides water for the whole summer and then makes it its way back to the ocean. And that, that cycle is repeated again and again. God knew what he was doing. So he visits the earth and waters it. He enriches it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain. So now we're seeing God as a provider. That's why the title of this message, God is warrior and provider and protector. So he's providing the grain. And if you think about it, God provided, and still does, of course, but provided everything. Without the rain, they couldn't grow the crops. Without the seed, they couldn't do anything. Without the soil having the nourishment to, to, to feed the crops, they wouldn't grow. If the rain was too late or too early, if it was too much water, not enough, it's just, just enough to keep everything going. You water it abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. He's calling. 
to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.